After dropping the first game of their road trip in Calgary, the Florida Panthers were looking for a bounce back against Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and the struggling Edmonton Oilers. We're going to discuss last night's game and more on today's edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, your first listen of the day. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Friday, January 21st edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. You can also follow the national show Locked On NHL on the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. We'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. And if this is the first time you're listening to Locked On Panthers, whether it's on YouTube or the podcast, I'm Armando Velez. I'm from pantherparkway.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. So, the Florida Panthers, they kick off the second game of their five-game road trip last night against the Edmonton Oilers. A 9 p.m. Uh, puck drop start for the Cats. And after dropping their first game in Calgary, the this was a perfect situation for the Florida Panthers to come up with a W against a struggling Edmonton Oilers team who was 2-10-2 in their last 14 games, a ni- minus 19 goal differential during that span while the Florida Panthers are coming in hot 8-0-1 in their first nine games coming out of the holiday break drop one in Calgary and then this was just a perfect opportunity for the Cats and honestly a lot of Panther fans were a little nervous coming into this game understandably so because you have two superstars in Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and this is a team that the Florida Panthers just don't face off against much because of course they're in the Western conference. The Florida Panthers are in the East. We get, we hear about these guys being talked about all the time about how great they are, but nothing, but about the complimentary pieces, not being there for the Edmonton Oilers. And the two superstars were separated on different lines for the Edmonton Oilers and then put back together later in the game around the second period was when I noticed that they were back together. And that kind of reminded me Florida Panther fans just, Take a moment to think. Take a moment to just think about the times when Alexander Barkov and Jonathan Huberto were unable to, quote unquote, unable to be separated on when it came to the forward lines because the scoring around them just wasn't there. And now the situation that the Florida Panthers have put themselves in, of course, hiring a new GM in in Bill Zito, of course, changing the coach, even though the coach Quenville is no longer here. The systems put in place and the complementary pieces put around the Florida Panthers have just made this so successful for them that the scoring can come from different parts without them being together on the same line. And it's just been a beautiful thing to see. And we've seen Andrew Burnett in desperate times and desperate situations, put them together if they needed like a spark for a score, but it was never something that I thought that they were going to be permanently on the same line. And of course, when we get to the playoffs, that might completely change, but Hey, 
let's enjoy this while we're here. And, but the biggest takeaway last night in this six to nothing, six to nothing beatdown of the Edmonton Oilers was Sergey Bobrovsky. Sergey Bobrovsky, 40 of 40 in this game. And he's just been incredible. He's had a great season. This run that he was on uh, be coming out of the holiday break, 8 0 and 1 coming out of this. And he's just been lights out. He's he's not the Vesna favorite, uh, by the way, but still, he doesn't need to be a Vesna cal- caliber goalie. He, he's very close to that level that you're getting that better play from Sergei Bobrovsky in year three of that seven-year, $70 million contract from Sergei Bobrovsky. And that's his first shutout since November 2nd, 2019, and a 22 save performance against the Detroit Red Wings. So it's just been... It's just been a, a beauty and a resurgence, a, a, a kind of a renaissance, as Jay Forster of Locked On Blue Jackets described it, of what Sergey Bobrovsky has just done this season for for the Cats and the scoring, the 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 scoring for the Panthers has just been there uh, this season, and it, and it's been there in previous years as well, but. It's great to see that the complementary scoring is coming in different places. You're seeing it from all different types of lines, even though last night's game specifically was mostly top line players scoring, but the the Panthers, they don't need that every single game. That's the beauty beauty of all of this. And of course, the defense in front of Bobrovsky was great as well. Uh, they they led the they led the Edmonton Oilers in blocks. 26 to 20 in this one. So they uh, did a better job after the first period uh, of not putting Sergei Bobrovsky in a tough position, because at first, let's be honest at at first, if you were, if you did not watch the game for those who didn't watch, because of course it's late. And I know a lot of you guys have day jobs. A lot of you guys have to wake up early to get to your jobs, but um, early on in the game, the Florida Panthers were not helping out their goalie. And, Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid were just getting chances at Sergei Bobrovsky. And Sergei Bobrovsky set the tone very early, making 17 saves in that first period. So ha- stick taps to Sergei Bobrovsky on that 17 uh, save first period to set the Florida Panthers up. And that that really helped with the with Florida because it was a scoreless affair early on. And that is was a big tone setter in what helped Florida eventually open the floodgates. And this is a, this is a Florida Panthers team who has generally started off hot and just continued early on. And, and when you need, you had your goalie there when you needed him most. And that was my biggest takeaway is Sergey Bobrovsky. Once again, 40 of 40. He's been close. He's been close to getting shutouts this season. And sometimes he's let a goal or two slip in the late in the third period. The two games that come to mind is the second game of the season against New York Islanders. And then just recently against the uh, Dallas stars at home, there's another situation where the Florida Panthers let one goal in late and, but that was a Spencer night start, but uh, that was the, the third or fourth game of the season, the road game against Tampa Bay. But They've here and there. They've uh, they haven't allowed uh, many goals, um, and they've met many a few times. 
early in the season and in the middle of the season as well. They've there have been times where they've cracked it down when they've needed to, where they've given up two goals or less. That wasn't always the case, and they were mostly mediocre or bottom of the league when it when it came to goals against. But they're still around there right now. But the complementary defense is a lot better, and of course, the goaltending has taken a, a next step when when this season especially the 10 million dollar man sergey bobrovsky so once again stick taps to sergey bobrovsky we're going to break down more of this game in the next segment but first i want to tell you all about built bar it's the new year so that means new year's resolution if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier make sure you include built bar in your plan Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good. You'll want to eat it, unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but it gets so boring. By like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Here's an idea for the new year. Go to all your secret stashes at home, in the pantry, in the office, in the car, wherever. Throw out all the sugary, calorie-filled treats and replace them with Built Bars. So you're craving a snack or treat, you can reach for something healthy and tastes incredible. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, you can enjoy a delicious Built Bar and you can almost count it as a workout. And there's so many flavors to choose from, from coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with a new limited time flavor, so check out Built.com to see what's new. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. So, the Florida Panthers, they came into this game against the Edmonton Oilers. A few lineup changes for the Florida Panthers, which the Andrew Burnett spoke to us a few hours before the game, and he spoke about how Olio Levy and Lucas Carlson would be in this game. But after the game, uh, Andrew Burnett did say that Lucas, um, excuse me, Olio Levy has a lower body injury. And then Matt Kirstead had to fly into Edmonton. He flew first to Toronto and then to Edmonton to be in Edmonton for the, the game last night. So credit to Matt Kirstead, credit to the Florida Panthers for getting him there, crossing borders and getting, getting him there. So the lines look like this. Carver Hagee, Alexander Barkov, Sam Reinhart, John Huberto, Sam Bennett, Anthony Duclair, Maxim Mammon, Anton Lindell, Owen Tippett. Welcome back to the lineup, Owen Tippett. Ryan Lombard, Etu Lusterinen, and Mason Marchment. Defensive pairings are Mackenzie Weger, Aaron Ekblad, Lucas Carlson, Radko Gudis, and Matt Kierstead, and Brandon Montour. And we saw a little bit of mixing and matching of the D pairs in last night's game. We saw a little bit of Montour and Gudis paired together for a little bit, double shifting. So that was just something that was expected based on the two young guys not getting a lot of ice time this year. So you won in, in a game where speed was going to be a factor, especially against Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. You wanted more of those veteran guys taking a little bit more of shifts. And Bruno also managed um, the minutes of Aaron Ekblad and Mackenzie Weger very well because – I was thinking that going into this game that they were going to probably going to be around 30 minutes of ice time based on the young guys, but 
the the Andrew Burnett is looking a lot better when it comes to managing ice time with his uh, defense. And this this game looked very early that the Edmonton Oilers were going to score in this one. And then like around like the midway point of period one, Montour gets a, a slash, goes to the penalty box. And e- even on that power play by the Edmonton Oilers, it was a little bit unorganized, but there was a chance for them to score. Leon Dreisaitl, I can't count the many times he missed a wide open net and just goes wide right. And then on a follow through, Matt Kirstead is just in great position near the goal. And that could have been the end of the shutout. We wouldn't be talking about a shutout for Sergei Bobrovsky early. But they didn't put him in, like a, like I said, they didn't put him in a great position to uh, to succeed early on. 17 saves uh, early on. And I was a little worried early on, not going to lie that you allow 17 shots on your goalie. He bails you out. And again, that was the tone setter. And when you think about the Florida Panthers and the Edmonton Oilers, as far as offensive possession time, Edmonton's number one in the NHL. Florida's number three. So this was going to be a game where you had to make sure you get in front of the guys and make sure that you make them uncomfortable to the point where you you cause a turnover. And I felt like every single time that McDavid and Dreisaitl got the puck, you saw multiple defenders drawing to them, just just getting and disrupting the passing lanes needed for the for the Panthers. Because even though the Edmonton Oilers had more shots in in, in this game. The Florida Panthers did, in fact, outrush them, too. And what caused those rushes? A lot of hits and, and a lot of the just getting in front of their faces to disrupt the passing lanes. And the Florida Panthers did just that. And coming out of the first period, the 0-0, and it, it felt like a little bit of a victory in that way. Still a little bit concerning at the time, but it felt like a, a victory there. And then shortly into the second period of Sam Reinhardt, a, a saucer pass to Alexander Barkov on on the power play, and then he, he beats Miko Koskinen and Hubi. He gets a, another assist in this one. Just a few now after this game, he's just now one point off of Alexander Ovechkin for the NHL lead in points. So, con- congrats to Hubi on such a great season. By the way, quick quickly, Hubi's pace when it comes to point pace. In a in a in an 82 game season, his pace right now is 110 points. So, think think about the type of season that Jonathan Huberdeau is having. And Alexander Barkov, I know he missed a third of the season, but if he were to play a full 82 game season, his point pace would be 97, around his career high that that he had uh, a few years ago when he had 96. So. The the captain, Alexander Barkov, his goal pace in a regular 82 would be 51. So that's how great of a season Alexander Barkov is having. And you, you look at the amount of players who have 17 goals. There's three of them right now tied for 17. And Alexander Barkov is up there with missing a third of the season. Amazing, amazing that the what what the captain is doing. And second goal, the 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 Edmonton Oilers are kind of out of position, scrambling for the puck. The Florida Panthers get a shot attempt, and then everyone's all scrambling. Everyone's trying to look for it, and nobody, nobody picks up Carter Verhage. And then Sam Sam Reinhardt just from behind the net finds uh, Carter Verhage, and then just gets one past uh, Miko Koskinen. And just 
really i'm i'm really starting to see a lot of puck watching for the edmonton oilers as well and that's i feel like that's what kind of what's causing them to give up as many goals as they are i mean it i don't think the goaltending is any good anyway but the the wide open nets the amount of wide open nets that we saw the florida panthers have in front of Miko Koskinen was just incredible. And Carver Hagee, six goals in his last six games. And the, the run that he's on, thank you, Julian Breezewell, for not qualifying an offer for Carver Hagee. And a, now a top-line wing for the Florida Panthers didn't pl really play in the playoffs. And Carver Hagee talked about after the game how he had great memories in Edmonton. And I it kind of reminded me, I'm like, oh, wait, we had a COVID bubble. So the, that's where the Tampa Bay Lightning won the Stanley Cup in 2020. So it kind of it was kind of like a reminder. It's like, oh, I forgot this was the place. And it was a it was Adam Danker of Locked On Lightning talked about how it felt like kind of like a, a twilight zone for the for the um Tampa Bay Lightning. And I want to talk a little bit about Owen Tippett. His first game coming back from his AHL assignment, and he probably took that personally. It probably lit a fire under him. And I saw him back-checking in the neutral zone, keeping a play in the zone on the power play, creating a few rushes. I counted two or three rushes, and it paid off. It paid off in this one. And the the, the fifth goal where he won a board battle and got it to – Sam Bennett, who got it on a backhand, that was that was just kind of the icing on the cake at the time. I felt like that was the icing on the cake because even though he didn't record a point until that that time, I was like, man, Owen Tippett is very active on both ends of the ice. And then, of course, he gets the 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 second one as well. Of uh, to he makes a move near the right circle and then just launches one past Koskinen, and it's just man, just, Owen Tippett. Whether his future is with the Panthers or not, you you want to see this out of him. You you still do because whether it's increasing the trade value or not, you you want to see a guy succeed. And I'm sure Owen Tippett had a little bit of a look on his face that was just like, I'm still a I'm still a top ten pick. Don't forget that I'm a top ten pick. And that's kind of what I saw for in that look for. Uh, Owen Tippett and got gotta give a lot gotta give a lot of credit to to Tippett on that. But Barkov gets a second goal in, in this one. And credit to Ratko Gudis for racing for the puck on one end and then quickly getting it to Alexander Barkov as well, who who outskates the Oilers defense and then just gets launches one from the high slot to get it past Koskinen. And Barkov, two goals in this one. The power play. The power play, three of five in this one. The the Florida the Panthers power play production was half of the production that they had at home, and you get three of five on the road, and that's just what that that's just what you want to see. And they, the Florida Panthers were due. That's the best way I can put it. They were due for a kind of power play a, a performance on special teams like this, and they didn't give up a power play goal. They went three for three on the penalty kill in in, in last night's game. So. That that is really what that that's really a great feeling that you, the fan, and that I, as, as someone as a fan and someone who covers this team, is very thankful for. And Edmonton Oilers, not just where not only were they out of position on even strengthable goals, but they gave up they gave up quite a few penalties to the Florida Panthers. They they had a total PIM of ten in this one. And after you know. 
and beautiful and this was a beautiful drawn penalty by the Florida Panthers even though they didn't score on this specific power play Sam Bennett has a back check on on in there in the Panthers zone it creates a two-on-one for Jonathan Huberto and Anthony Duclair and then Anthony Duclair draws a high stick so one led to the other a turnover on one end leads to a rush a rush leads to a penalty a pen and just that's and and that's the factor of speed of what this can do in this game and 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 for Bennett to not get a penalty there as well and to create transition on the other side like I said rush chances for the Florida Panthers they they might have gotten not and gone not gotten as many shots on goal but they created more rushes going the other way and that is extremely encouraging for this team and as they try to find their groove on the road and even after Anthony Duclair scored the power play goal to make it for nothing for the Panthers, which the Florida Panthers were just great at working that puck around. It deflects off a stick. Anthony Duclair keeps that, keeps the puck on his stick. We don't talk enough about his stick handling. We, we, we go back to go back to that game winner against Carolina just a few weeks ago and how he was able to handle the puck. And it, it, it's hard to keep it when it's scrambling and deflecting off players the the way it was. And then he gets it and a wide open net for, for the power play goal. And then we, we talked about the fifth one just, just a few, a few seconds ago, but just after you give up a power play goal, if you're the Oilers, you go to the box again and Hey, it's a matter of discipline. And this is a game about discipline sometimes. And the Rand, Randy Moeller, when the Florida Panthers were up to nothing, he said during the intermission, you're up to nothing. The, the thing that you don't want to do during this third period is you don't want to be in the, in the penalty box and you want to stay out, out of the box during, during that period, because you don't want to give Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid that, that man, that man advantage. Of course, the Florida Panthers did get one penalty in the final period. And that was a questionable holding call on Radko Gudis on Connor McDavid. Uh, maybe the referee had a bad angle because his back was toward towards both of them. So it might've looked like a hold, but Hey, they didn't allow, they didn't allow the power play goal against the, the Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. And it was just a matter of the Florida Panthers just playing a very disciplined game. And the Edmonton Oilers shooting themselves in the foot a lot with, of course, like I said, the 10 penalty minutes, there and then a lot even their even strength goals that they given up it was just a lot of scrambling around when the puck was loose in front of the net and that's really what the Florida Panthers really took advantage of in in this one and I I thought about something real quick where Dave Tippett it might or might not be his final game as the coach of the Edmonton Oilers what a storyline would it be if Dave Tippett's last game as the Edmonton Oilers and the last goal against the Edmonton Oilers came from Owen Tippett. What are the chances if that were to happen for the head coach of the Edmonton Oilers, but Ken Holland has never done a mid season uh, firing of a, of a coach. So I I'm not very sure whether he's going to go that route for the Edmonton Oilers, but Regardless, a good win for the Florida Panthers. They get the two out of the two points. Three, three, three games left for this road trip for the Florida Panthers. Well, they'll be facing the Vancouver Canucks tonight. 
the Seattle Kraken on Sunday and then the Winnipeg Jets on Tuesday. And it's a great opportunity. You, the Florida Panthers still have an opportunity to get eight points maximum out of 10 in this road trip. And they get, they get, they get those eight and we're, we're reviving very well here in the Panthers fan base and here on locked on Panthers. And the, 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 this Panthers team, you just find a way to figure it out on the road and things will solve themselves. And the Panthers going into Edmonton and of course they, they beat a they beat a team while they were down and they didn't make any excuses. They were they were locked in. They were they were motivated to try to to come up with this win after laying an egg on Tuesday against Calgary. And it's just been it, it the, the the once again, the Florida Panthers were due for a win like this. But in the next segment, we're going to talk more about the matchup between the Florida Panthers and the Vancouver Canucks as the Florida Panthers will be on a second end of a back-to-back. But first, before we get there, I want to tell you guys more about Bet Online. And Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit and use our promo code LOCKED ON to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for 2022. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. So the Florida Panthers, like I said, they'll be on the second end of a back-to-back against the Vancouver Canucks. And the Florida Panthers just met up with this team just a few weeks ago in Sunrise, Florida, where they defeated the Vancouver Canucks by a final score of 5-2. to two. The At the time, the Vancouver Canucks, were 8-0-1 under Bruce Boudreau, and then they had a road trip uh, out east, that same road trip that they visited the Panthers, and they struggled in that in that road trip, losing three out of the five in, in that one. Florida, Tampa Bay, at Carolina, the three best teams in the NHL. Uh, they lost them, all of them, to former Southeast Division rivals where, where Florida, at, Florida, Tampa Bay, and Carolina – uh, used to be in the same division, but they did defeat a former division rival as well in the Washington Capitals, a, a Southeast throwback. So it was a former Southeast division trip and then picking up a win against Nashville. And then this will be their first game of their three game homestand in Vancouver over at Rogers place. But a few team news for the Vancouver Canucks as Thatcher Demko, their goalie and JT Miller forward have been placed on the COVID list. So they will not be playing tonight for the Vancouver Canucks. Those are big, big losses for the, for the Canucks as they're still trying to figure out a groove and try to find a way to get back into the race for the playoffs. I still don't think they're a a playoff team this year, but they are taking a step in the right direction after bringing in Bruce Boudreaux, cleaning house in their front office and had this happened earlier, had this happened before the season, we'd be talking about a Vancouver Canucks team that might be on a wild card, wild card team possibly in in the Western Conference. So th- this this 
game for the Florida Panthers, despite those two players being out. The the Panthers are on the second end of a back-to-back. We don't know who the starter is going to be for the Cats. The Florida Panthers, because it's the second end of a back-to-back, they won't have a morning skate today. And Andrew Burnett will be speaking to the media around 7.30 tonight to announce some lineup changes. And so the Panthers, they're looking to just continue to carry that momentum into this road trip and a very difficult road trip where didn't start off too hot, but hey, the they got a big win and possibly a momentum changing win as the next two games on the schedule for the Cats are against teams that are currently out of the playoffs for the in the Western Conference. But the Florida Panthers, they're not going to sleep on any team, uh, whoever they play against. And there's no easy games in the NHL. However, the Florida Panthers, they i'm 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 expecting at least like three points in these next two games we won't have a recap show on on the friday game against vancouver but we will be bringing you some coverage on sunday's game against the seattle cracket kraken as the florida panthers will be making their first trip ever to climate pledge arena out in seattle so it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun time for as the florida panthers are trying to actually get a little revenge on the Seattle Kraken as well, because let's not forget the Seattle Kraken came to Sunrise, Florida in late November and beat down the Florida Panthers four to one in Sunrise. Chris Drieger made his return to the to the FLA Live Arena and just was playing so well. This this was a game where he was making his return and said and was just wanted to get a win. And the Florida Panthers they had their first home loss. Uh, that season as they were going for the trying to break the record for uh, consecutive home wins to start the season but didn't get it at the time but hey the Florida Panthers they're still they're still as dominant as they can be on the road um, excuse me at home and they're they're looking to get some of that revenge from the last time these two faced so we'll have a recap show on Monday as the Florida Panthers will be taking on the Seattle Kraken on Sunday night a 9 p.m. puck drop start for the Florida Panthers. But in the meantime, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Lockdown NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark will be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Lockdown Bets. Your one-stop shop for all things betting. Lockdown Bets, hosted by Boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. It's freely available on all platforms, so subscribe to Lockdown Bets podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.